0: Welcome to The Road to Rural Prosperity, featuring stories about rural Oklahoma and rural America. Guiding us on the journey today is our host, Ron Hayes.
1: Well, thank you, Billy, and welcome once again to another edition of the Road to Rural Prosperity. I'm Ron Hayes. Thank you for joining us today. Very happy that we're able to bring to you a conversation from our own Casey Shepard and the Lieutenant Governor of the great state of Oklahoma, Matt Pinnell. Lieutenant Governor Pinnell serving his first term as Lieutenant Governor. has got a lot on his plate right now, and he'll share some of the things that he's most excited about with Casey in the next few Few minutes. Today's Road to Rural Prosperity, a service in part of Bank First, loyal to Oklahoma, loyal to you, and by Oklahoma Farm Bureau. Stick around. We've got Casey Shepard and Lieutenant Governor Matt Pinnell standing by in just a few moments here on the Road to Rural Prosperity. With communities from border to border, Bank First lenders understand the needs of today's agricultural market. Whether you need to purchase land, equipment, or livestock, or maybe need an operating line of credit, call on Bank First. They are a certified lender with the Farm Service Agency and can help with specialized financing when other banks can't. Bank First is proud to serve the needs of the Sooner State's agricultural market. Bank First is loyal to Oklahoma and you. Member FDIC, loan subject to approved credit. The Oklahoma Rural Water Association. They've been representing water and wastewater systems across Oklahoma
2: since 1970. The Oklahoma Rural Water Association was formed to enhance the quality of life in rural Oklahoma through the development and delivery of services and programs for the benefit of ORWA members and the rural people they serve.
0: Well, welcome to today's Road to Rural Prosperity. We are honored to have the Lieutenant Governor, Matt Pinnell, with us today as he travels throughout the state of Oklahoma. We had a great conversation about some things that are in the works for the state and just some of the Lieutenant Governor's favorite things to do as he travels across Oklahoma. Well, let's talk a little bit about some existing projects because I'm excited. I'm from western Oklahoma, and I grew up going to Quartz Mountain every summer and having so much fun out there. But I tell you what, the renovation that you guys have done out there has just been incredible. Tell us a little bit about the updates.
2: Yeah, sure. So you know, we're we're really going across the state and upgrading our state parks uh, again. Uh, you know, it's been a long time since we've invested money in our state park system, and we have so many more people visiting state parks. Uh, some of it was due to COVID, uh, but we're really seeing that sustained now. You know, a lot more people. You know, RV sales an all-time high in this country, uh, boat sales all-time high in this country, uh, and and we have such unique and beautiful state parks. Quartz Mountain Lodge certainly. Uh, really being at the top of that list. So, we've invested over $10 million uh, over the last few months in courts, uh, renovating the lodge. Uh, a brand new uh, restaurant uh, is going to be opening up uh, August 1st as well. Uh, so, if you've not been to courts in a while, you certainly have to go visit because uh, it really is a gym again. And is and, and the landscape out there, you know, for people that haven't been to uh, Altus and the Lone Wolf area. Uh, you'll be blown away uh, by, by really the landscape and, the, and it really yeah, has a Sedona feel to it uh, that a lot of people don't know exists in the state of Oklahoma.
0: Absolutely. And, and I w- we went out there probably five or six years ago and I just remember thinking, man, if somebody could just put some money into this, it could be so beautiful again. So I'm so excited to hear that we did that.
2: Yeah, we're really going to fill that place up. You know, it's about 130 rooms out there, so it's one of our larger lodges that we have, and it's going to create a whole lot of uh, a whole lot of revenue for that part of the state.
0: Absolutely, and it's a great place to get married because I love all of the little places that you can go, the nooks and crannies. They just got beautiful landscaping.
2: Yeah, we really do. Yeah, we we upgraded the landscaping as well. So I mean, this, this is definitely a place that folks are going to want to get married in western Oklahoma, and frankly, anywhere in the state.
0: Absolutely. Well, tell us a little bit about the Craft Beer Trail, because I know this is something that I'm excited about.
2: Yeah, you know, we have over 55 uh, breweries now in the state of Oklahoma. We just had a, we, you know, less than, less than nine just a few years ago. Uh, and, and one of the, and I didn't know this, but one of the top uh, kind of tourism destination trails uh, that, that people like to visit around the country are these Craft Brewery Trails. Uh, that connect town to town. And in Oklahoma, because we had such a, we have such a now thriving, uh, craft brew industry in the state, really generates over about $700 million of economic impact, which is crazy to think about, but it does in the state of Oklahoma. Uh, we created the craft brew trail. Uh, so there's a website where you can go to craftbeerok.com, uh, to really, uh, connect your, connect the dots for you from town to town so that you can visit a lot of these small business owners. Uh, that are really kind of becoming, you know, building blocks for for rebuilding main streets uh, across the state of Oklahoma. Uh, So we're really excited about that, and we'll be promoting that craft beer trail uh, certainly through the summer months and into the fall.
0: Well, that's going to be so much fun, just from a visiting perspective as well and just living here perspective. It's going to be a good time. Um, Let's talk a little bit about some upcoming things that you're excited about. As I mentioned, I'm from uh, western Oklahoma, and we've always heard about Burns Flat having the possibility to be a spaceport, but so far it hasn't happened. What's the latest with that?
2: Yeah, you know, we're really excited about this because of the space exploration industry, and it is now a true industry. Uh, you know, I, I know it's just billionaires going up in the space right now, but it, it, that is just the beginning uh, of this space exploration industry. And Oklahoma has one of 12 spaceports in the country. There's only 12 of them, and one of them is right there in Burns Flats. Uh, it's the fourth largest runway and longest runway in the entire world, not just in the country, but in the entire world. Uh, over 100,000 square feet of hangar space. It, it now is the time for Burns Flat. Uh, and so we have some upcoming conversations, uh, con- that are uh, confidential uh, right now as far as who those people are, but uh, it will be public at some point. Uh, we, that, uh, we are, we're talking to some of these startups and established companies, uh, in the space exploration field. You know, the, where these, where these uh, uh, shuttles were, were launched uh, by Bezos uh, and Richard Branson were in the middle of nowhere in, in New Mexico uh, and in Texas. You know, Burns Flat is, is right near two great cities in Elk City and Clinton, uh, right off I-40 there. So we, we believe that it is now the time uh, to be telling the world about the Burns Flat and hopefully, hopefully bring some businesses to that uh, runway very in, in the near future.
0: That's going to be exciting stuff. I'm excited to hear those talks are coming back up again because a lot of people don't realize how long that runway is in Burns Flat.
2: <laughs> yeah, and we, and we have been. We've been talking about uh, that spaceport for a very long time. That is true. But we believe the space uh, industry, space travel industry, is is the game changer for that uh, for that area and for that spaceport.
0: We'll talk a little bit about the uh, Coop Ale Works Center. I know that's something that everybody's excited about in the state.
2: Yeah, you know, it, it's really going to be an anchor for Oklahoma City. You know, Coop Ale Works, one of the most popular craft brewers that, that, that we have in the state, they actually just uh, have a new shelter with uh, with Sonic that's, the, uh, that's become very popular. Uh, they're renovating the whole armory, the old 23rd Street Armory there in Oklahoma City. Uh, that's going to be a hotel, a brewery. Um, there'll be a uh, uh, kind of a pool club as well that really is going to help anchor that, that 23rd Street area. Uh, that's needed to happen for a very long time in Oklahoma City. So, you know, everything that is going on in in Oklahoma City, the new Omni uh, right across the street now from Scissortail Park, the walkability of Oklahoma City, uh, one of the only new convention centers in the country just opened in Oklahoma City. So the amount of conventions that we're going to be able to get now, uh, we'll we'll compete with any city in America uh, for very large conventions, and that's a whole lot of people coming to Oklahoma and spending a whole lot of money.
0: Yeah, and I love that it's right by Tail Park, so there's always something to do while you're at the convention.
2: Yeah, that's right. Again, I mean, it, it, a lot of convention centers around the country are not like that, but in, uh, that's why I think they did such a good job of, of building that right there across the street from this amazing park that we have now in Oklahoma City. Uh, and, and that's what convention goers want. They want to be able to walk right outside and be able to find restaurants and shops, and you have that now in Oklahoma City.
0: Well, speaking of Scissor Tail Park, have you gone roller skating yet?
2: I have not. <laughs> I'm I staying off the roller skate but, but I have been on one of those scooters. You know, we we got a lot of those scooters down there.
0: Yeah, those are super fun. Well, I know you and the governor both super excited about Canoe coming to Oklahoma.
2: You know, we are. You know, an electrical vehicle company coming to Oklahoma, uh, going to create at least 1,500 jobs uh, at the Mid America Industrial Park. Uh, that is up there in northeast Oklahoma in prior, uh, which is the eighth largest industrial park in the country. Again, things that a lot of people don't know exist inside Oklahoma. Uh, mm-hmm. we got the fourth largest runway in the country and the eighth largest industrial park. You know, imagine that. Uh, mm-hmm. and it's a big reason why Canoe is, is, uh, reload, is going to be, uh, choosing, why they have chosen Oklahoma. And they chose Oklahoma over Texas. Uh, which we certainly like. Uh, we, we, we like when we're, we're taking companies away from Texas. So Absolutely. that's a whole lot of jobs and a whole lot of commerce that's going to be created there, uh, up there near Pryor, uh, because of Canoe coming to town.
0: Well, what, I guess you're about a year and a half into your role as Lieutenant Governor. What have been uh, some of your favorite moments so far?
2: You know, I really have enjoyed um, my role as Secretary of of Tourism and, and putting projects in place, uh, programs in place, but really just taking advantage of Oklahoma's uh, strengths. And Route 66 is one of them. Uh, you know, I'm a I'm a huge supporter uh, and believer in Route 66 and what it means to Oklahoma, uh, and and what it could mean to small business owners and entrepreneurs that that want to start a business, you can do it right on Route 66. I mean, the Bluebird Inn in Elk City is a great example of this. You know, a young couple that that uh, opened a boutique hotel right there in Main Street in, in, uh, in Elk City. Uh, and because it's on Route 66, uh, it's getting a whole lot of traffic. Uh, and so I think Route 66 and the promotion of it and, and, and really this Americana renaissance that we're having in the country uh, to have more miles of the most famous road in the entire world, which we do, that being Route 66, has been one of the most fun projects that I've been able to work on uh, in the first couple of years in office.
0: Well, I think you've done a great job, too, because I think, once again, Oklahomans don't understand sometimes how special Route 66 is to the rest of the world.
2: Well, that's right. We've, we've seen the signs, right, growing up uh, in, in the state of Oklahoma. But We sang the
0: song, Earth. right? We, we're singing that's that right. song. <laughs>
2: That's that's right. You know, it it is. It's extremely special and a huge economic driver uh, for our state. And with the Centennial, you know, the Route 66 Centennial is coming up in a few years. There will be a lot of national attention on this road, and we want to take advantage of it here in Oklahoma.
0: Well, how are we doing, in your opinion, getting to be a top ten state?
2: You know, I think we're doing a great job. Of 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 really hitting top ten status in a whole lot of different areas, you know, being top ten uh, it, with with as many areas as we want to be top ten on, it's going to take a while, you know, from health and wellness to to roads and bridges to a top ten tourism industry, uh, you know, I I think we're we're, we're closer uh, to being a top ten tourism industry than we are being uh, top ten on uh, you know childhood obesity rates, which. We, we need to be doing a whole lot better job of or, or roads, we, we need to make sure we continue to build out our infrastructure in the state of Oklahoma uh, so it's going to take some time but we want a big goal and, and that's what I loved about uh, the governor saying hey, we want to be a top 10 state I want to think that big uh, and, and if, we want, if we try to reach top 10 status then we're going to go from 45th to 40th to 35th and we're going to get closer and closer to being top 10 and that's really what it's all about uh, let, let's let's be competitive, let's, let's make sure that we're not just saying Oklahoma is okay anymore. You know, this is a great state, not just an okay state. If we just accept mediocrity, then we're going to accept being on all the wrong lists. And, and saying we want to be top ten I think is a big, bold vision for our state, and that's what we need uh, to create more taxpayers in the state.
0: Absolutely. Well, I follow you on Instagram, so I know that you've been out and about. But what have, what have been some of your favorite agritourism things to do with your family this summer in the state?
2: Oh, wow. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, we love going out, finding a, a, a farm in a small town, you know, going to a, you know, the, uh, the Porter Peach Festival is one of our favorite, uh, you know, summer festivals, uh, going and picking blackberries. Uh, those are the kind of, you know, agritourism opportunities that we have in the state of Oklahoma that's pretty unique. Uh, so we always love finding a small town with a with a festival. Uh, you know, the, the Jay Huckleberry Festival uh, is, is one of the top festivals in the country, actually. Uh, Southern Living Magazine actually uh, uh, spotlighted it. Uh, so th- those are some of our favorite agritourism um, experiences that we've had over the summer is finding those amazing, unique uh, festivals uh, that that we have and uh, that really help, you know, is the backbone of, of of the sales tax base for a lot of those small towns or those festivals. So I, I really encourage your listeners, you know, go to travelok.com and find find a small town somewhere that you've never been before, uh, that has some sort of agritourism attraction, and, and go support it because it goes a really long way of supporting rural Oklahoma.
0: Well, and right now, farmers markets, man, you can find such delicious things made in Oklahoma, yes. locally grown from all of our farmers.
2: Yeah, you really can. That's a, that's a really good point. You know, farmers markets, thankfully, uh, are so popular today, um, and so much more popular than they were 10 or 15 years ago. And we have farmers markets in, in most of our towns now, you know, across our 77 counties. So, you know, again, it's pretty easy to find them uh, on TravelOK.com. We've listed all of those as well. Uh, and on our Department of Ag uh, website, you know, the Department of Agriculture in Blaine-Arthur, uh, they run the agritourism division. It's underneath the Department of Ag. And and uh, my role as Lieutenant Governor and Secretary of Tourism, we work hand-in-glove with them. Uh, but make sure to go to that agritourism website as well because, there's uh, yes, we've talked about the Craft Beer Trail, but, you know, they, they do a great job of highlighting, you know, small boutique hotels in and, and small towns and all of these farmers markets that we have as well.
0: Well, and it's such a great opportunity to see, too, what all is made here in the state of Oklahoma, because there's so many great, delicious, tasty things that we do here. Oh, that's that's right. Our
2: Made in Oklahoma Coalition has really, really done a great job over the last few years of, of becoming a real force and, and really advertising about all the great uh, products that we do make in Oklahoma, so that when you you know go to the grocery store, you can start finding those products. You know, what's the made an Oklahoma hot dog that, that I should be eating versus a hot dog made somewhere else, right? Uh, I was just at Bar S and uh, Altus. They make 4.8 million hot dogs a day uh, at that facility. I had no idea. And so, you know, we if we educate Oklahomans about how to shop local and, and how to buy Oklahoma products, they will. Uh, it, it, it's just something that we've got to do a better job of advertising so Oklahomans know it.
0: Yeah, and I think that if you give folks the opportunity to support local farmers, they're going to try and do that.
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Our, you know, we, we've done a good job with our COVID relief dollars of, of helping, uh, you know, farmers and ranchers around the state create new um, uh, facilities, that, that you know, for, for beef um, and, and processing facilities, uh, beef pro, pro, process, processing facilities across the state. You know, mm-hmm. there's a number of those opening up. We're, we're cutting ribbons on a number of them, uh, and and those—that's what we should be doing, helping Oklahomans, uh, and where to find homegrown beef. I mean, it's tough to find it. I mean, it's so popular. Uh, you know, all these um, all these facilities that we have in Oklahoma now. But again, you can find them at, at, on the Department of Ag's website.
0: Well, what are you excited about coming up? What's the thing that you're most excited about for the state?
2: Yeah, you know, again, moving moving into the summer, into the fall timeframe. You know, the fall really is. Um, uh, some of the biggest uh, biggest festivals that we have, you know, it, it, when it's 100 degrees outside, I get it. A lot of folks, a lot of folks uh, aren't, aren't uh, traveling around uh, the, the state as much. But our, our our fall time frame is really prime time uh, for Oklahoma for our state park system, uh, and, and we know it's going to be filling up. You know, we're already kind of booking spots out for fall break trips. Uh, that people can people can do around the state. Uh, we have a new weekender series, a uh, video series that our our uh, tourism department that I'm pretty excited about. That again just tells Oklahomans what they can do uh, f- over the weekend in Oklahoma. Uh, you know, doing one or two more trips inside your own state uh, makes a huge difference uh, for small business owners and. And uh, creating that sales tax base that we need to have in Oklahoma. So, you know, I'm really, I really am excited for the fall and getting some of those cooler temperatures uh, and going out and, and continuing to explore uh, Oklahoma in a in a bigger and better way.
0: Yeah, I love pumpkin patch season. It's my favorite. I try yeah. to hit like five of them. My husband gets so sick of going, but they're just so much <laughs> fun.
2: <laughs> they're so much fun. You know, we got Christmas tree farms around the state uh, as well. You know, go from fall right into the the obviously amazing christmas season that we have here uh, so there's a whole lot of amazing ways to support uh you know local uh businesses um not just you know from from, from the beef to the pumpkins to uh to the uh, everything that you can do over the fall and the winter time frame there's there's amazing things to do across our 77 counties and uh, i love it that it's my responsibility to tell oklahomans about it
0: well lieutenant governor thank you so much for visiting with us today
1: Absolutely.
2: I'd uh, Do it anytime.
1: Thank you so much. Thanks, Mr. Lieutenant Governor. Lieutenant Governor Matt Pinnell, the great state of Oklahoma, along with Casey Shepard on today's edition of the Road to Rural Prosperity. We'll see you soon down the road. I'm Ron Hayes.
0: Thanks for joining us for today's Road to Rural Prosperity podcast. You can join the conversation about how rural Oklahoma can prosper by looking for us on Facebook. And you can find our growing number of conversations on our website, ruralprosperityok.com. The Road to Rural Prosperity podcast series is a production of the Radio Oklahoma Ag Network and oklahomafarmreport.com, proud to be a part of the family of the funk companies.